Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Watching Game Time Decisions. I am Dave Lorenzo. I'm on the grid, and so is the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. We're throwing it down. Lou from Gamblue.com will step up and in and join us. A lot of stuff has uh, happened over the last uh, couple of hours. National Hockey mm-hmm. League appears as though they've locked in their hub cities. TSS Bob McKenzie reports uh, that uh, barring any sort of drastic complication, uh, that it's going to be Edmonton, Alberta, and Toronto, Ontario. I guess... They would put the West in Toronto and then the East uh, in Edmonton since they're so adamant that nobody has home ice advantage, something that Cam Stewart was very adamant about and something that I wasn't quite (laughs) as adamant about. I was like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're like, whatever. I I still think just for optics, it's the right thing to do. But we were preaching Edmonton for a while. And Gabe, let's give ourselves a a little more uh, the half Barry Horowitz. We were wondering, we're like, listen, this Vegas thing. Everyone, lock, lock, lock. We were saying locks. So I was just listening to them. Was it a lock? And right when they opened and, you know, you see the mass and the, the way the casinos are and everybody running about town, it's like the NHL. I, I guess that's why they took so long. We can't go to Las Vegas. So Edmonton makes all total along, sense for me. Mm-hmm. We knew all along Toronto was going to be one of them. Toronto's their headquarters, for sure. bro. Like, not is, to mention exactly. Toronto actually is the best city for this. Just the, the infrastructure – they, there's multiple arenas, like in the downtown courts, like yeah. like you know Ryerson yeah. University, Maple Leaf Gardens, the Air Canada Center, the Rico Center. Rico, there's practice rinks within mm-hmm. the Rico Center. Yep. There's the Hershey Center. Like they literally have four oh, yeah. NHL caliber rinks. Like that's just like you know, like NHL caliber they can play games in. Let alone all the practice rinks that they have. The infrastructure was there in place. I think Edmonton, what happened was the players didn't want to go, but they realized it's a hell of a lot safer than Las Vegas is, and Vancouver rejected them. I think they wanted to pull the plug on Vegas and come to Vancouver, and Vancouver rejected them, and they were like, all Mm -hmm. right, we'll go to Edmonton. Edmonton, (laughs) too. I think the players were Hey, what about that? Give Edmonton a call. They got that virtual golf machine, though, Cam, like you said. You're like, they're going to be our golf buddy. Hey, hey, listen, NHLers, you guys are living high on the hog. Me and Morenzi told you. It's like, oh, yeah, you got the Olympic Village, the golf simulators. Like, that's another thing we talk about. You're not going there for, like, you know, the rest of your life on vacation. You're going to Edmonton to play hockey. Like, come on. They saw the NBA, though. They saw the NBA. Dude, the NBA is basically like a club met. Like, the NBA, the NBA, they're bringing in DJs, bands, (laughs) artists. (laughs) Like... <laughs> no, that's serious. Like there's I gonna know, be concerts. Like probably like Jay Z is gonna do a show for the NBA guys. Yeah. And like yeah. you know what I mean? Like they'll keep the distance and stuff. But yeah, no. Like there's entertainment and stuff for the NBA guys. Like there's actually like DJs, parties, like whatever they want type thing. Got a social distance and whatnot. Um, so the NHL guys saw that and we're like, wow, yeah, we don't want to sit in Edmonton in a hotel. And we, you know, another thing that we call too. 
Because remember we said, you go to Edmonton, you really can tell the mayor of Edmonton, shut this street down, shut that down. Yeah. They'll do it. You, They'll do it. The NHL will. is gone to Edmonton, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah, other cities would say, you know, as you say, get back. They'd be like, blow me. I'm not closing this street down for you because the NHL's here, right? Like They're like, I don't care you're here. So <laughs> they're actually, they have their bubble, and then they're building a wall for real. So the NHL players are going to be in a bubble, but the city of Edmonton is literally building like a, they're fencing off the area around the arena and all the hotels. So no one can (laughs) even linger outside the arena or anything like that. Because you know people would too. Yeah, no lingers. That's what my girlfriend would be like. Yeah, yeah. People would be outside the arena. Hey, 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 Marner, you want to come meet me up here? Let's go for yeah. a walk. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Damian Lillard Damian Lillard says he doesn't trust young players in the NBA not to do stupid things, actually, like as in you escape the bubble to have sex. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith brought it up. Oh, man, whatever. No, the NBA guys will be fine. Major League Baseball is toast. Those guys, they're, they're toast, but that's another story. Game time is in continues. Lou, and uh, join us in a couple of minutes. No UFC this week, uh, but we do have uh, the UFC Fight Island around the corner next weekend. Mm-hmm. And everybody's uh, very excited to see UFC Fight Island. Uh, Dana White released a picture of an octagon on the beach. And people are like, oh, that's cool. But the thing is, it's not on the beach. And Dana White said before, no, no, that's cheesy. We're not doing it on the beach. And it's too bad because it actually isn't cheesy. It's actually pretty cool. I like it. And Bulldog Fights used to do that in the old days. And they'd have, like, palm trees. And it was great. The ocean. And, you know, this is for fighters to train um, on. You know, they can train on the beach. They can train in the octagon here. But the actual venue is an arena. It's indoors. It's air-conditioned because it's extremely hot uh, there as well. So we're going to get into this uh, with Lou a little bit. We'll take a little sneak peek, a look uh, at the odds, and we'll see if there's anything that Lou thinks that we should jump in on uh, now uh, before there's massive line movement. So we were talking about Damian Lillard, and uh, Damian Lillard says, my confidence ain't great. Uh, My confidence ain't great because you're telling me you're going to have 22 teams full of players following all the rules? When we have 100% freedom, uh, everybody don't follow all the rules. I don't have much confidence, but hopefully it'll be handled to a point where we're not putting everybody at risk or in a dangerous position. No, you brought it Don't up, worry, Cam. Portland. This is why you have yep. Navy SEALs at the door and stuff like that. Exactly. It's going to be like, where are you going, bro? <laughs> <laughs> You're free to go, but where are you going? The game time decision continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decision continues. I am Gabriel Red, so we're throwing it down with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart, thanks to Dottie Wrightside uh, for joining us in the first hour of the program. I'm just in the middle of firing off a poll question uh, right now. Would you sign a COVID-19 waiver form and intend an NFL game in person this year will be our question. And 
even though I've flown, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Bless I have you. flown, I have flown, and I do, I have gone out, I do go out daily, etc. I would not sit in an NFL stadium with no, 50, no, 60,000 no. yahoos. No right. way. It's the same no thing. Because the type of people that would go are not the type of people that would practice safe conditions. It's the same thing like with, with a casino. I don't have a problem with going in a casino. I have a problem being around a bunch of bozos in a casino that I know don't take it seriously. So that that's you know the difference right there. So we just we just bring this up because the NFL is going to make people sign a waiver, um, saying yeah, not their fault if you get coronavirus. And don't forget too, they're going to squeeze all the fans together because they don't want you near the players. <laughs> that's just that's the right. best part. Of don't it. come. That's near, just, I know that's the right. best part. Man, no, don't come near us. But uh, you come to the game. It's safe. Think about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. It's safe to Good come to the games. But whatever you do, we're not going to let you come anywhere near our players because God know you're all diseased. Uh, but let's bring exactly. in Lou right now. They're going to Fight Island. And I'll tell you what, Dana White, say what you will about Dana White, man. The D is for determined for this guy. And yes. Dana White has political connections. You know, like his man, you know, listen, all these sports owners are all buddies with Trump. They'll donate to him and stuff. But Dana White actually introduced Trump at the uh, convention. Dana White's flying around on Air Force One and stuff, okay? And Dana White said, this is going to be going on for a long time. It's worth the investment for UFC Fight Island. Is all really you need to know about the future of sports. Because if anybody would have fans in America right now, like, guys, that's why, and, and Lou, welcome to the show, Lou. I'm saying, like, you don't think if Dana White could have fans in America right now, he would do it? Even Dana White knows he can't do this. Yet these other leagues are delusional. And that's why Dana White has Fight Island. And look. He's, he's put Smart. on eight cards, and now we have another card next week. you got to tip your cap to the UFC. He said he was going to do it. He did it, and they pulled it off. Well, not only did they pull it off, but right now they're, they're living pretty clean because they're getting out of Vegas right at the perfect time, and they're going to spend you know, four or five weeks uh, on this new secluded, sterile location away from Vegas and they're going to let the West run through this thing, hopefully, uh, as soon as it possibly can. But uh, it's it, it, he's a tenacious guy. I have nothing but respect for him. I, I hope that they can continue to pull off safe events because the events have been awesome. The gaming yes. has been spectacular. And we now get to embark on a whole international flavor of different size, shapes, colors of people with different fight specialties going to submerge on this island and perform for us. I can't be more excited. Yeah, you know, I'm glad that we actually have some real, and I don't mean any disrespect to the fighters, but listen, Lou, I've enjoyed betting on these cards, but at the same point in time, they're, 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 they're okay. But they're not really UFC caliber fighters. They're not UFC like we basically got Dana Dana White contender series fighter guys fighting every two weeks, and it's cool. I don't have a problem with it. I give them credit for pulling it off. I mean, it's, it, dude, they're in the middle of a pandemic. But at least now, it's been card, good though, Gabe. It's yeah, been, it's been entertaining. Like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's why they don't have to pay fighters, Ken. Because people say, yeah. "Oh, what a great fight!" When they watch two scrubs fight, as long as two guys fight hard. 
people will like it. And Dana knows this. They know this. That's why I always say, right? There's someone, there's a fighter in Iowa or Nebraska right now willing to fight for $8,000. I don't need to pay you. Like a great example, guys. And listen, I don't think everybody's underpaid in the UFC. There's a lot of people that are overpaid. Sometimes I see people's salaries. I'm like, this guy's getting 140K. He's terrible. But Dustin Poirier only getting $117,000 is a disgrace. The guy's amazing. Guy's been, guy's been in a sport for like 15 years. Guy's a former champion, interim champion, but one of the top fighters in the business. And when he's only making 100 k a fight, 117 after he pays his trainers and tax and everything, that's embarrassing, but whatever. Um, but I do, I do like this card, uh, Lou, but I don't think it's a coincidence that that's why everyone's retiring. And, but, you know, eventually we're going to need a real card, guys. That's my point, right? That, that's my point. Eventually I want to see real fighters, not just Jordan Griffin and some dude that, you know, that's 2-0 and oh, that's only in the UFC because it's a pandemic. I'm just being honest. Like, the cards have kind of sucked, but it's been entertaining. In my opinion, uh, no? I'll just respectfully disagree with as much of that as you just said, and and say that uh, first of all, that Lalal uh, that beat Griffin, it was Griffin that looked sluggish. Uh, I'm I'm trying to understand not only this situation from the UFC's perspective, but the fans as well, and the UFC's is. There's all these guys that want fights. He needs to fill cards. They want to earn. And so they do a production in Vegas over four or five weeks with all these cards. Is some of the lower-ranked cards uh, on the productions going to be less than spectacular? Yes, but I don't take near as pessimistic a view as you, and I applaud them for what they've done. And now, when we go over to the island, you're going to see much of the same. If you think it was tough with guys like Smith and Griffin and uh, Zalal and names like that, wait till you go over there and you get some of the names uh, that you're going to, uh, Amir Khani, Selikov, Prochaska, Tibera, Romanov. I mean, wait till we get down lower in these cards. And it may not be entertaining for most but I thrive on handicapping these, and the people that have a passion for it, uh, I, I think there's nothing better. I'd love to watch a guy from Nigeria face off with a guy from Iceland to see which man's going to win if that's in the backyard oh, of, a, uh, of a bar. I get that, but I'd rather see Jorge Masvidal fight. You know what I mean? I'd rather see Nate Diaz fight. I'd rather see Conor McGregor fight. Nate, Di you know, Nate Diaz that, that, is the most irrelevant person, and he's got no game. And Masvidal... He's more relevant uh, than the fighters say, that they roll out. Say, yeah, you're getting sucked up into the entertainment of it. I, I'm still talking about the fight game, and, and Diaz can't fight. He's no, he's he's long gone, and, and Masvidal hasn't about, shut up. He, he and Hooker, they won't stop talking. Hooker will now Hooker's because he good, got his man. ass kicked. But that was a great no, fight. Hooker, yeah, that was a real Hooker fight. Showed up. That Hooker's was a real fight. Like I, was I enjoyed watching your boy Bozer kick the crap out of Lynn's game. That was highly entertaining for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good. Yeah, we, we called Bozer's, that. I knew Bozer I love, was going to win. Canadian yeah, yeah. farm boy. Boom. Yeah, you tell it. Lindsay's got money now. He's uh, he, he ate he ate fist That right. was awesome. <laughs> if you can't beat Andrei Arlovsky, you, you, you shouldn't be a favorite two weeks after. I'll put it that way. Uh, Lou, bingo. I think Lou would expect that. Yeah, Lou, listen, I'm not saying I wasn't entertained. I'm not ragging on the cards. I'm saying 
listen, I'm glad. And in fact, I think they're kind of crazy, actually. They put three championship fights on this card because, as you stated, they're going to need more after. This You know, this is a great card. I don't have a problem with it. I'm not ripping you. I, I give credit to the UFC. But at the same point in time, I'm also missing elite fighters, right? Elite fighters. You can go see, and, you know, the, the fights have been entertaining as hell. But I do miss, it's not about the entertainment aspect of it. It's about watching a world-class fighter fight. And I haven't seen a lot of, a lot of top world-class fighters fight in the last two months. I've seen a lot of fights, but I haven't seen a lot of world-class fights. That the Poirier-Hooker fight was one. Amanda Nunes, world-class fighter. You know, some of these other people, like, it's not, you know, it's, it's entertainment. It's, it's like watching a Mac football game, right? It doesn't mean I don't love football, Lou. But the MAC isn't as good as the SEC. And it's not like, oh, well, you're only about entertainment. No, it's just factual. The players aren't as good, right? That that was just my point there. But we'll get into uh, we'll get into UFC 251 a little bit. Take a look at uh, some advanced uh, numbers mm-hmm. here. As uh, Usman and Gilbert Burns uh, is one of the title fights. Volkanovski and Max Holloway, which is real. That's super cool stuff right there. And Peter Yan should be able to destroy Aldo. You call these bagels? Bagels and bad beats. You want to think NASCAR is filled with a bunch of dopes? Yes. That's better than being thought that there's actually racists out there putting up nooses all over the place. The Sports Grid Network. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Hey guys, Cam Stewart with your Sports Grid News and Betting Update. You want the edge? Get on the grid. Lots of breaking news here today, guys. The NFL has shortened the preseason from four to two games. They're going to scrap weeks one and four. The league also informing teams no supplemental draft this year. College five-star defensive end Dallas Turner announces commitment to Alabama. Turner gives the Crimson Tide two five-star recruits. Mac Brown in North Carolina, the other school with multiple five-star athletes. Five of the top 15 recruits are still undeclared. Kansas City Chiefs defensive lineman Chris Jones may opt out this season. He was franchise tagged back in March. Has failed to end a long-term extension with the Chiefs. Uh, tag players have until July 15 to sign multi-year deals. Denver Nuggets coach Michael Ballone expects all-star center Nikola Jokic to travel with the team to Orlando. Jokic recently contracted COVID-19 but feeling a lot better. Bradley Beal still undecided whether he'll participate in the NBA's restart, but the Wizards star says he will not be swayed one way or the other. Beal's absence would make it tough for the Wizards. We like these guys at 17-1, but already missing Latvian sharpshooter Davis Bertans. He's out. The 27-year-old Beal averages 30.5 points a game and a career-high 6.1 assists. Good news for the Sixers, Ben Simmons will be in the lineup once the NBA restarts. After suffering a lower back nerve injury back in February, the team says he is good to go and made a full recovery. Simmons averaging 16.7, 8.2, and 7.8 rebounds per game. LA Clippers coach Doc Rivers said he'll be quote-unquote very surprised if Lou Williams doesn't suit up once the NBA returns. Sweet Lou averaging 8.7 points per game and 5-point assists for the clip. Resuming the NBA bubble, not coming at a cheap price. Operations at Walt Disney World in Orlando set to cost the league $150 million, according to ESPN, and the league would also have lost approximately $900 million in TV revenue if the playoffs were cancelled. Iona head coach Rick Patino calling the NCAA to push the start of the 2020-21 season because of the pandemic.
pandemic. The Hall of Famer also leave proposed limiting the regular season sched to conference play. NHL Toronto and Edmonton will serve as the NHL's two hub cities, barring any last-minute complications. Vegas was thought to be the frontrunner. They gone. The NHL players will also return to the Olympics if the league's modified CBA is finalized. That would be Olympics in 2012, 2022 and 2026. Six players from Dallas FC and the MLS testing positive for COVID-19. Two players testing positive when they arrive to the resort. The MLS tournament starts July 8th. Golf today, Bubba Watson and Harold Varner got it done over Jason Day and Wesley Bryant. Three up in the Rocket Mortgage Classic. This one uh, tees up on Thursday. Bryson DeChambeau, the favorite at FanDuel, 6-1. to one. Boxing, Tyson Fury and Deontay Waldo's camp. They're t- talking about a trilogy bout on December 19th. Soccer action, let's rock on the EPL. West Ham United, a big 3-2 upset win over Chelsea. Arsenal hammer Norwich City. Newcastle United beat Bournemouth 4-1. And Everton upset Man City 2-1. Now back to host Gabe Morenci with our guest, Gamblu, talking more MMA fights. Game time decisions continues. Great job by the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart, Lou, Gamblue.com, kicking it with us uh, right now. And I got to tell you, it's probably a good thing that we have an extra week uh, in between mm. um, UFC 251 because there's like 13 fights on the card, Lou. There's a million fights on the card. And as That's you stated, good. this is for some hardcores here. You've got like Russian dudes making their debut and like guys coming from M1. And yeah, real international uh, flavor here. But it should be a real fun. Uh, everyone's really excited to see, um, you know, the Fight Island production and everything else. So let's talk about the Aldo fight a little bit here. And Peter Yan, um, Lou, because, you know, listen, Aldo's one of my favorite all-time fighters. Big, big, big Aldo fan. You know, this guy, I made a ton of money with this guy in the old days, in the, w, uh, in the WEC days uh, as well. Uh, but, you know, he's an aging fighter who, quite frankly, I mean, Luke, should he be fighting for a championship uh, right now, coming off of two straight losses? What, but the number feels kind of low to me here. What's your take on this? Yeah, no pick, just your, your, your opinion on the, on the, on the number. Uh, well, you know, the first thing I want to say, because we win a segment and I, I never get to say this to you guys, and that is thank you for having me on. You guys are, you guys throw me on weekly and we get to have some great discussions. So thank you for that. So to get back to your question, Jan and Aldo, um, if we haven't learned anything in the last five, six cards, or at least in 2020, We've learned one thing, and that is the older aging fighter is getting dominated. And Aldo's an older aging fighter, and I think he's, even though there's uh, some dialogue going back and forth with these two, um, Ian is by far the younger man, uh, 27 years old, a natural 35er, Aldo's 33. But there's some wear and tear on those 33, and granted, he has the experience and everything. But I think it's a tall task to expect Aldo to win this fight. That's just my opinion, uh, looking at it right now without numbers and such. Yeah, I don't like simplifying uh, things, but, you know, as you stated, you know, Aldo, I'm surprised he's not older, uh, that he feels older. The guy's been fighting forever, though. You know, that's the thing. It's not just, you know, how old you are, but, you know, he's been fighting since 2004, man. That's 16 years of abuse on the body. Yeah, and he's 33, Cam. So to put it in perspective, 17. And you know he was fighting younger than that behind the scenes and stuff in Brazil, right? So he's been fighting his whole life, essentially. 
it's got to catch up to him a little bit. And Jan's a killer, man. The guy's won nine fights in a row. <laughs> He's destroying people against an aging guy that doesn't look the same in the weight class either. Like, I don't know. Like, you know, I guess this is the, the old parlay. Uh, it's the parlay material here, uh, Lou. But we're going to have time to break it down. Namajunas and Andrade is a fun fight here. I see Rose Andrade. is minus 178 uh, right now. Volkanovski and Max Holloway, a rematch uh, here. Super cool fight. That's that's a super cool fight right there, Lou. That, you know, Usman oh. and Burns is probably Fire. a little bit more boring. Let's be real. It's not, you know, stylistically, it's kind of a more boring matchup. But Volkanovski and Holloway, especially Max wasn't fully himself last time. This is all or nothing for Max this time. What's your What's your early impression on this one, Lou? I think that's going to be the, the the most competitive of the fights. Uh, I can't wait to watch it. Uh, that said, you know, I'm struggling to find uh, an underdog that is worth taking in those three top fights. Uh, right now, by elimination, it'd have to be it'd have to be Holloway just by the competitiveness of the fight. I think Volkanovski should be. Minus 160, maybe not 200 like you're displaying there, almost 200. Uh, but I think he should be a favorite uh, over Holloway. I think Holloway is an old 20-whatever-year-old. Holloway is 28, but he's older than that. And there's many reasons that I have concerns about Holloway in this fight. Uh, if, I think if I had to make a prediction now, my underdogs are coming from other than those three top fights. I hate to say that's just what it looks like right now. Yeah, you know what? We're going to have to go. Uh, there's a lot of research going to have to be done here, Cap. Yeah. On, on what about Andraj, guys? What about her at plus 150? She could beat Rose, can't she? You think? I don't like messing well, with Rose. I'll... Go ahead, Gabe. <laughs> with Rose. No, go on, Lou. <laughs> You tell I just me, said Luke. I don't like messing with Rose, but go on, Lou. <laughs> I hate, you know, Rose was piecing her up in that first fight before Andraj got in and threw her on her head. Um, the, the question to this fight is the mental, uh, Rose's mental condition. She canceled a fight earlier, but because of COVID and family, and I get all that, but she has been fragile mentally prior and she's fighting a little bulldog who uh, is still at the top of her game. I, I expect this to be a competitive fight. So, Cam, uh, yeah, Andrade is a target, yes. As an underdog, too. I get where you're going, Cam. I don't, you know, the thing with, with Rose is I wonder if it was just sort of stylistically, did she peak with her wins against Joanna Lou? You know what I mean? Like, was that sort of her... You know, that, you know, that the, the top. And the thing is, you stated the COVID stuff. She didn't like, uh, she was in the van when Conor McGregor threw the dolly through the window. It rattled her as well. She, you're right. She's had some issues for a couple of years now. That sort of one issue goes into another mm -hmm. thing and then another thing. And you wonder where, how focused she is or where her head's at. She's such a nice girl, too. I wish that everything would just be yeah. easier for her. She can go in there and fight, but. You're right, Lou. She always does seem to have something going on that's somewhat of a distraction uh, here. It's a good point. She got messed up, John. Man, I thought she was dead when she got dropped on her head there for uh, that yeah. uh, that last fight. Could, could be a live dog there, and I wonder if she peaked with the wins against uh, Joanna there. It's going to be a fun fight card, though. 13 fights, guys. 
So there's, you know, man, for, for sports bettors out there, if you like to run the gauntlet and bet on every card, it's going to be a marathon, Lou. <laughs> it's going to be great uh, due diligence as well. As we get into these other cards, I'm going to get great information on fighters I don't necessarily know. Uh, but I'll also have to research fighters that'll get, that we, I won't see for two years again. It's just part of the game. Uh, uh, and, and that said, uh, I love every minute of it. I feel privileged and lucky to be grinding. And I got four cards in 15 days starting on Saturday the 11th. So uh, what about Usman and, and Burns? This has over written all over it. <laughs> Usman and Burns. <laughs> I, I can't imagine, you know, the number is going to be massive. Uh, will fight go distance? I'm actually surprised. It's well, listen, it's 25 minutes. Will the fight go Over the distance? Four. Yes, minus 148 to go distance. Hmm. Yeah, I got four and a half over minus 185 is what it broke at Pinnacle. Yeah, well, um, at Fanduel minus 148 uh, to go the distance. So not not a lot of value uh, there. You know, trying to bet on an over two and a half or an over three and a half uh, round prop. But as we stated, you know, Us Us I, I think Usman's going to win the fight. Usman's not the most entertaining fighter, Lou, but he's got a good fight IQ. He doesn't care about entertaining. He just cares about winning the fight. And he's dynamic enough to handle Burns uh, in this spot. I guess, you know, we've got time to break it down, but it looks like... Uh, you know, as you stated, it's hard to find an underdog here in, in, in a top end. Looks like it's going to be a parlay uh, night with the main events. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, there's always that parlay yeah, buster, Ken. You know, the, yeah, by next week, right. I'll have uncovered other, I'll have uncovered, you know, something to sink our teeth into. Um, hey, Hooker almost ruined those parlay playing pukes, man. Like, at the start of that fight, I'm like, we got Poirier Morency? I was scared, man. I'm like, here we go. Like, that was a that was a nice comeback by Poirier. He's just an absolute – I love yeah, that I guy, you, his Hooker, determination. Hooker's the fight good. went the way we thought that it would. I said it's going to yes. be a 25-minute war. We cashed it to go the distance at plus 200. But I will yep. admit, Hooker gave a little bit more than I thought he would. I thought he'd get beat up more. <laughs> so did I. His pain tolerance is good. Hooker, Hooker's, Hooker was impressive in defeat, Lou. You got to give him credit. More yeah. dynamic. You know, the fight sort of went, not really. I mean, like I said, Hooker was more dangerous than I thought uh, he was going to be in a fight. So speaking of underdogs here, she's a massive underdog here. I see Paige Van Zandt plus <laughs> 600. Oh, plus no. 600 against Amanda Rebus. Minus 950, Ken. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, Lou, can you talk yourself Ass. into Paige? I can't even <laughs> talk myself into talking about the fight. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought you were Mr. You enjoy all the fights, Lou. Yeah, oh, yeah I, I like all the fights. I like all Touché. the fights on the card. Yeah, Touché. Yeah. Touché. Yeah. I'm guilty, <laughs> baby. You got me. Every fight. But that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> guilty right. as hey, charged, hey, baby. I'm glad Soon we'll be talking hockey, dude. Because I get a win on the way out. I get a win on the way out there. <laughs> Go exactly. On, Always the last word, Marenzi. You always got to get that. Hey, we'll have Lou on for hockey if they can get their act together, too. Big dogs, uh, Lou, uh, if they can get uh, this uh, thing going. All I'll say is they. Got, I thought they were sitting on their hands and doing nothing for all these weeks. And they were plotting this thing. They made the great decision to go up to Canada. I we're going to see yeah. hockey guys. I and I am fired up. Perfect. Yeah, you know it was it, it was a smart decision. Not that they it was They've impossible been to do in Vegas, but Toronto and Edmonton are the it's the smart it's the smart sense. way to go. You got great Canada, ideas, great infrastructure. It's yeah, it's, it is hockey. It's Canada is a more prudent, stable, mature, refined investment community than is the states. I see it in commercial real estate all the time, and they just prove themselves by the way they handle these things. Now they get, get both cities, and I couldn't be happier. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, game time decisions continues. We fired off the poll question. Would you sign a COVID-19 waiver and attend an NFL game in person this year yep. at SportsGrid, uh, SB Nation Radio? Uh, well, we got 143 votes, and I only put this up a couple of minutes ago, actually, just as Lou was coming on. Hell yep. no. 68.5%. <laughs> Hell no. I would feel safe. 31.5%. Oh, that's strong. <laughs> I'm actually surprised with I would feel safe at 31%. That's a higher number than I would project. No, I thought my nut job followers would be, like, faking. I thought they'd lie. <laughs> with the 40%. Yeah, no, I thought they'd lie. Oh, no, I'm not scared. But they yeah, really yeah. wouldn't go yeah. anyways in real life. But they did yeah, say yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yes. No, I don't, I don't want to be sitting in a stadium with 60,000 Steeler fans or Bills no. fans right now. No. I don't trust no, them. No, you do not. No, like I don't no, trust. The I fans. agree with you. I agree with you 100. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's actually <laughs> smart. Said it, the NFL, the NFL, gotta give them credit though, huh? What? Tarts? They're actually yeah. smart. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, they we're not gonna have these dumb fans leaning over the field, breathing on our yeah. players. So yeah, gonna there's no the Lambo leap. They're gonna make <laughs> you sign a waiver so you get yes. sick, and it's your fault. It's on you. Yeah, and I'll tell you something, man. Uh, uh, I wouldn't even risk it. You know what I mean? We talk about it, Gabe. You got your teeth yanked. Uh, you got to pay cash. That's a trip that you, if you do not have a health plan, that is a uh, trip to the doctor. You do not want to have a COVID-19 bill. You get that thing out, uh, you might be putting your, uh, you know, your assets and property up for sale. You're going to have to have can't a flea market. How big, uh, to, to pay. can't believe how big mm-hmm. the tooth was, bro. Like, it feels like there's yeah, like a, a hole what, in my mouth a right molar? there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it a big, big one in the back? Oh, yeah, those babies are big, man. That's a, that's a, those yeah, are the like chomping like teeth. A... Those are the ones that eat with cavemen. They eat steak. <laughs> the ones in the back, right? Yeah, they hurt the most. 
I don't think all this talking is good, bro. I feel a little sore now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you should probably, uh, I'm not going to, like, I don't want Mike Cardano to call me Cam, shut up. Just like, let him do shows and whatever. But uh, <laughs> as your friend, you should probably take a night off. But anyway, you know, no one's listening to me. But keep I probably should have done doing, that right? yesterday. I probably should have yes. done that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, yes, yes. When you got blood coming out your mouth, it's probably a good time to say, you know what, I think I'm going to pass tonight. Thanks. All right. What do you, what do you got in the Rocket Mortgage Classic? Yes. Yeah, whatever, Gabe. Go grab us a drink or a capsule or something. I got lots of stuff for you here in this tournament. Yeah, the classic. It's, it's not a classic, but let's talk about this. We've had a lot of bombers and short hitters. It's one of those tournaments you could be anything. And Gabe, at Lashley at 150 to 1, 200 to 1, this is something where you could take a bomber. And I'm not taking anybody. You look at that leaderboard, DeChambeau, I'm going to pass. Simpson? Simpson, eh? I'm going to pass on uh, Homer Webb Simpson at 13 to 1. His kid had COVID 19. Even though he says the PGA is the safest place in the world, you hear, you see that story, Gabe? There's no place safer than the PGA Tour. Hovland, uh, 20 to 1. I'm going to, I'm going to pass. He's right. He's only had six cases. So they're doing pretty good, I guess. And golf's a sport where they keep it under control. But this is a thing where we take a chance. And this guy hasn't been on my radar in a long time, Renzi, but I look at the weekend field. This is a Tony Finau week for me. He is very unpopular with the DFS players because he hasn't been great. But I just look at him. He's making cuts, not making a lot of noise. He hasn't been in the headlines. But at 33-1 to 1 on FanDuel, that's a great price for Tony Finau in a tournament. No offense, Hideki Matsuyama, I'm a fan of. The guy doesn't make cuts. He is the worst guy. To, like, he can win this week. No, he's I'm not done. betting Hideki Matsuyama. Like, Hideki, I don't know what you're doing or what your game is, but your bunker plays horrible. You're even driving the ball. It's not as good as it used to be. This guy's this guy's 16 to 1, and Finau's 33 to 1. That's crazy. Give me Tony Finau at 33 to 1. And if you like him in the top 10, he's plus 280. I think the book knows that he'll be there this week. Kevin Na, Gabe, is one of my favorite picks. I suggest even a little sprinkle, buddy. You know, get some of that tooth money's back. 38 to 1. Kevin Na finished fifth last week. He's the perfect type of player for this course. What does he do well? Putt. Uh, he'll be great on these greens. His iron play has been sharp. And when he hits it down the middle, this guy can get streaky. 38 to 1 for Kevin Na. If you like a top 10, plus 430. Gabe, I'm going to go to some guys. I don't even people, people are going to go, Cam, are you nuts? No, I'm not nuts. Eric Von Ruin. I've watched this guy on the European tour. He is 60 to 1 on FanDuel. He's a world class player. Nobody even knows who the hell he is. And I'm looking at this field going, I really like his chances. I'd rather have him than Fowler. I'd rather have him than all those guys in the 25, 30 range. I'm getting him at 60 to 1. He's already played great when he's come over here. Makes cuts, makes money. Top 10, he's plus 550. But Eric Von Ruin, the South African at 60 to 1, watch out for him. I think this is a week where he will be on the leaderboard. And his brethren, another South African I'm taking, don't say this one, Gabe. Put this on the back of your jersey. Christian Bezoutenhout. What? What is his name? Christian Bezoutenhout. He is 60 to 1 as well. Top 10, 6 to 1. Another very good player on the European tour coming over in a weekend field and getting no respect. He is in my six pack. So we got Finau at 33, not 38. Ruin and Bezoutenhout at 60. Brendan Todd, Marenzi. I am coming back to Brendan Todd. He had a triple bogey. It derailed him against Dustin Johnson. He was leading in fairways hit. He was right there. The guy was playing great golf. He had a Sunday meltdown. He's not like Colin Morikawa. He's not a kid. He's a veteran. He went 
win, win, second before. He had a couple bad holes, derailed him. Everyone's going to be off him. I'm going to get back on him this week at 70-1. to 1. Watch out for Brendan Todd. This guy is a streaky player. He will play again this week. And if he's in contention on Sunday, he might be able to get it done. Top 10 at 5-1. to 1. And another one from our past, Gabe. A lot of guys on the European tour I took. Rafa cabrera Bale is 75-1. to 1, A very good price for a guy that's been ending rounds well. His top 10 price is plus 650. Two others I liked, but I can't bet on everybody. I like Victor Hovland. I need more money. And another guy, I wanted to take him, but his odds got smoked down on FanDuel. I got him at 60. I see him at 40 now. Brent Snedeker. Watch out for Snedeker this week, Gabe. You were on him a week ago. He is trending in the right direction. And this type yeah. of course, it is similar to the Wyndham Championship, a tournament that he's won multiple times. Detroit Country Club, they say, what course is it like? The courses that it's like are all courses Brent Snedeker has won and done well on. Watch out for the crafty redhead, Brent Snedeker, at 40-1. to 1. He could be there, too. But my six-pack, I'm going digging a little bit deeper, buddy. And I got some guys for the late-night show. Gave tons of top 10 and 20 guys that pay, like, 6-7-1. to 1. Like, guys who are 150-1, to 1, I really like some underdogs this week. All right, great job breaking it down, Cam. And, um, you know, a guy that actually surprises me when I look at this number for, uh, for top 10 and top 20, and I think there's a lot more value for top 20, because I'm, I'm talking about uh, my main man, Window Will Gordon. Uh, oh, Window, yeah, Will Gordon. Uh, He's a hot him, yeah, this let's week. Let's call him Will Flash, Will Flash Gordon. Um, I so like it. Flash. Um, yeah, what he finished 13th last week. So, but listen, he's top he 10 this week, Cam. He finished third last week, Gabe, third, and he got a temporary excuse, excuse card. Me, he's playing with house money. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say, temporary card. Um, so, he finished third last week. So, I think people are sort of going to get a little, you know, they're going to get a little weary of him. But I think he can keep it rolling, actually, and carry that energy that he got from getting the tour card, Cam. Uh, we're talking about a former SEC player of the year, this kid. Um, you know, I like I like this kid's game. And I'm just saying, though, top 10, he's plus 650. Top 20, he's plus 500. Why would I do plus 650 for top 10 when I can get top 20, right? So I'm going to go yes. top 20 with uh, with Will Will Gordon here at uh, plus 500, Cam, FanDuel. Nice odds. Plus I like 500, that top 20. I like the pick. And you have to understand something about golfers, Gabe. You know, you know, we talk about country club kids and all this other stuff. But when you're a guy that has to fight and claw, those are guys that I like to take. Will Gordon has often been a Monday qualifier. Imagine this, Marenzi. He started that tournament and go, you need to be tied third or better to play again. If you don't, you got to qualify again. You have to go That's down crazy. to the mini tours. You have to it. do all the th Think about the pressure. And he did it. He finished third. Are like, are you kidding me? That to me already, you're, you're you're in my books. You're a winner, and now he has confidence. Be very, very wary of the golfer who's playing with house money too. He, it's all he, he's feeling it right now. I got temporary status. You know, I'm an underdog in this tournament. Not too hard of a course, and he doesn't have to go up against Tiger Woods. Not there. All the other guys, Johnny Rom, where are you? Nowhere to be found. Dustin Johnson, see ya. Where's Rory McIlroy? Off this week. So the only horse that you're really dealing with is Bryson DeChambeau and a couple other horses is in Webb Simpson and Victor Hovland, who's only won once on tour. I'd be very, very confident if you're Will Gordon and some of these underdogs that have done well on many tours, because I think they believe in this field they can do make some noise. I like the pick. I remember a couple of years ago, our boy uh, Cameron 2 Drew, always playing the DFS golf, uh, he was a big Siwoo Kim fan. And uh, yes. Siwoo Kim was the kid. He came out of nowhere, Cam, and he was very consistent. He was in the mix every week. What happened to him? Uh, what, what, what's up with yeah. his game? What do you think of him this week? 
just inconsistent. Siwoo Kim plays really, really well on those courses. Like, remember at the Players game where he ran away with the tournament? If Siwoo Kim is on, he can win big-time tournament. It's funny you mentioned that, Gabe. I'm going to another guy, even though I don't – I looked at Siwoo Kim this week as an underdog. I'm not taking him. Soon you'll know. We talked about Sung you'll know, right? And I said, what's going on? People don't know the story. He had to spend two years in Korea with military service. He actually did it. He went there because he wasn't high enough in the world ranking. Yeah. They let you off if you're the best of the best. He was not the best of the best, despite being good. He went two years, served his military service, came back with a nice top 30. I'm telling you, this guy's 150 to 1. He's a good player. See, soon you'll know is a very good player. And I'll tell you one thing. He's mature. He's done his military service. His golf game is impeccable. And at that price in this tournament, I think it's insane. He should be about 80 or 90 to 1, not 150. I love him for top 10s and top 20s. And right now, for a top 20, you get him at plus 650. Soon you'll know. That's one of my guys. Uh, Big underdog. Scotty uh, Scheffler, 32 to 1. I'd like a little bit more value, but it wouldn't surprise me if he had a a, a, a top 20 uh, finish. But you talked about it. It's not a lot of the big horses. You know, DeChambeau's the favorite at 6-1. to one. Webb Simpson's 13-1. to one. Hideki, hard to have any confidence. Hideki right now at 16. I don't. Ty Hatton's kind of intriguing at 17, but he's probably not going to win. I'll... What about Patrick Reed, though, Kevin, 16-1? to one. you got to consider it's probably pretty good value in a short field like this, but he's not really playing well, right? It's a great well, point, okay. Gabe. I really... He puts in a top yeah. 10, and then he's not good. Then he's okay, and then he's not, right? Like, but he's not yeah, like he's a hard, on fire or anything right now. You're absolutely correct. And he's a hard guy to peg because if you really look at Patrick Reed and how good he can play, 16 to 1. Like, who would you rather have, Marenzi? Would you rather have Patrick Reed or Hideki Matsuyama? I'll take Patrick exactly. Reed any day of the week now. So he's in the same price range of Matsuyama, which is nuts to me. He should be probably 12 to 1. You're getting 16. The problem is that with this tournament in golf, you can't have your units and bet on everybody. But guys, if you like chalk, I say out of all the guys, Patrick Reed is probably the one I'd look at over Hideki. People I know really respect Ty Hatton. I'm going to pass. He could win. I just went, went a little bit deeper with Nah at 38 to 1. I think those mid-tier guys and Tony Fina, that's where I'm dipping my toe in the water, Gabe, but I have no problem with Patrick Reed. The fact that him and Hideki have the same odds is stupid. Hideki Matsuyama can't even make a cut. Cam, uh, Cam's going to join me on Sports Rage late night tonight with a couple of late night bombs, uh, last oh, yeah. second, uh, last second game time decisions, uh, so yes. to speak, on Sports Rage uh, late night. And Ian Cameron, aka Babano, always uh, joins us on Wednesdays uh, as well. So it uh, should be an interesting, uh, interesting night uh, tonight. Um, all right, Cam. Who else? We got one minute uh, left uh, here. Who else did you leave on the table that you wanted to get to? Yeah, there's one other guy that I leave on the table, Gabe, and I'm probably going to put him in my six-pack. I don't know what I'm going to do or split up the units. Is Kyle Stanley. Something in my mind is telling me this is a perfect week for Kyle Stanley. The course in Detroit, it plays to his strength. He's been creeping up leaderboards, just lingering around there. Had a chance to be, win on Sunday. Didn't play great, but Kyle Stanley at 90-1 to 1 in this field. Are you kidding me? He's a multi-winner on the PGA Tour. We'll look for him in top 10s and 20s, too, if you guys don't want to go outright. But watch out for Kyle Stanley Tools, Gabe. A great price for a guy in this field. I feel very confident could be a top 10 or 20 pick. Are we forgetting about Nate Lashley, considering he won last year, 150 to yeah, 1? Yeah, I'm not. T- he had a lot of circumstances like nothing, going on, top too. Top 20? Like, no props? Yeah. Top 40? Top 40? Sorry, Gabe. I, now, he <laughs> seems like 40. a nice guy, Lashley. No, no, I'm not even going top 40. Sorry, Lashley. Uh, I'm going to have to pass on him, but he did win 200 to 1. 
I'm going to find out what the number is for top 40 on the other side. Game time Simpson continues. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Game time decisions continues. I am Lorenzo. We've got a couple of minutes uh, left uh, here, so we'll blast through some more picks uh, with the Raging yep. Redhead Cam Store. Interesting promotion that they have over at FanDuel uh, right now, Cam. Under par bonus. $3 bonus for every stroke below par. Really? Not bad. For, all my, yeah. for the guys I bet? Mm, interesting. Yeah. So who's going, who's going low? Is Tony Fina going to go like minus 28 for me? <laughs> Throw me in an extra 89 bucks? Why not? 28 times three. <laughs> Yeah, 28 times yeah, I, three. I like yeah, not bad, not bad. I'll tell you something, Gabe. Uh, if Sunjay M wins this week, you you might see me put a hole through the wall. It's just one of those things. It's <laughs> like, It drives me nuts. Like, you do the same in NASCAR. Remember when we get off a guy, then he wins? I'm kind of off oh, him, yeah, and this yeah. is the week. And if he if he wins, it's just going to be one of those things I'm going to freak out. But I'll tell you one thing. I'm doing his it, numbers. Cam. I hate to be – sorry, I was going to say, <laughs> I hate yep. to be this obvious – well, whatever. I'm going to roll the dice only because I'm going to be so mad if it happens. I'm doing it. Yep. Give me DeChambeau 19 to 1 to be leading tomorrow. Tomorrow night at this time. You do it? Yep. Yeah, 19 to 1, buddy. I got nothing to lose at 19 to 1. Well, I can tell you one thing. He's 6 to 1 to win the tournament. You rarely see the first round odds three times yeah. more and change than that. Like if I if I take a guy at 100 to 1, he's usually 80 to 1 to lead. So you are actually getting oh, line value from DeChambeau. I, I was going to mm-hmm. ask him. I promised to ask you. He likes uh, Kazar. You what? What are you? What are your thoughts about Kazar? Oh, Pat and Kazire. Tune into yeah, Morenci's show at midnight. He might be on my deep, deep sleeper list. <laughs> the deep sleep list. The deep sleep. Oh, he's at de- 151. We're going to sleep deep. Yeah, he's on the Nyquil team, Gabe. Deep sleep. <laughs> yeah, I just think you know. I just think we got some value here at 1901 with the addition, like you said. He's only yeah. 600 to win the tournament, yet I'm getting 19 to 1 to lead after one. The math doesn't yeah, add up, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he comes out hot, man, at 19 to 1. Definitely a ticket uh, worth uh, playing. So that's that's what I'm going to uh, take a shot on. Tune in tonight, Sports Rage uh, Late Night. Check out Scotty Farrell as well. 10 o'clock on the Sports Grid uh, YouTube uh, channel. We'll be throwing it down. Bagels and bad beats. Other than that, you're on your own. Great job in the pit. What do you call these bagels? Bagels and bad beats. You want to think NASCAR is filled with a bunch of dopes? Yes. That's better than being thought that there's actually racists out there putting up nooses all over the place. The Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.